financial problems, elder law, criminal law, tax problems, business matters, divorce, personal injury, bankruptcy, your life, your reality. Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now here's your host, Ken Gross. Welcome to this segment of Law and Reality. Brian Small, good morning. Good morning, Ken. Pleasure to be here this morning. Jeffrey Linden. Good morning. Pat Samasco. Hi, how are you? Today's topic is Pat <laughs> takes on the state attorney general. Bring it on. Are, is, are you, do you have a, like a fight going on with the state attorney oh, general? Oh, they hate me. They could, it's not possible. Did they know you were a professor? Uh, you know, we actually did talk about that because a nice fair fight is always great. You want to litigate your issues. You want to be compassionate and passionate about what you're arguing about and trying to teach that to the law students about how to do it appropriately and ethically. It's, 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 every case has a loser and a winner, right? So the whole idea is how you do it fairly. and, and Yeah, that's the one thing that I, I've always found to be somewhat I don't want to say amusing, but troubling, or I sometimes pondered is every single case in, in a lawsuit has opposite views. Right. But whatever side that we're on, that it's I'm representing, right. is always the right you side. You know, I'm going to tell you, I got out of being a general practice civil lawyer because I couldn't stand fighting with the other lawyers. In the old days, you would fight your case. And it seemed like lawyers started trying to win by beating up the other lawyer, not the case or the facts or the law, yeah. attacked the other lawyer and, 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 and started being a profession, it started to be uh, win at all costs. Yeah, yeah no, horrible. I agree. It's, it went from, we're going to argue the case against each other, and when we take a break, let's go get lunch together, yeah. to arguing the case against each other, taking a break and continuing to argue yeah. in the hallway, continuing to argue in the elevator, yeah. and it became personal. Yeah. There, hey, Brian, I need an adjournment. Screw you. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. It's just... I kind of... An older lawyer who I became friends with when I was probably in my late 30s, early 40s, was telling me about how the practice of law used well, to Abe be... Well, Abe Lincoln used to back. do it differently. <laughs> this is a guy he's now in his, in his, in his mid-80s. So he, yeah. was, he was practicing in the mainstream. So close to your age. Everything downtown Detroit, all the, everything circled around downtown. The judges and the lawyers would argue in court in the morning. They'd go to lunch yeah. together, and then they'd go back to court later yeah. in the day. Yeah. Business transactions, like selling the Penobscot building, is what he was telling me about, would be a 10-page agreement. Right. And if you change something major in the agreement and record with carbon papers, your secretary would go crazy right. on you. So what they would do is they'd write little side agreements right. on the documents and initial it, They'd shake hands and right. deals were done. Why did it change? That computer right there. Everything went to ten thousand pages. And probably too many uh, and probably too many lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've found something in I don't want to say in the twilight of my career, but as I've gotten older, I'm finding that when I am litigating a case, it depends on who my adversary is. If the attorney that is on the other side 
is older and has been around longer, it's, it, you have a greater sense of, uh, it's easier to establish a rapport and work with them sometimes. It's the young lawyers that are trying to prove themselves or right. they're lacking the experience yeah. of how you really get to a resolution and instead they're trying to wrestle with you yeah. that puts you through kind of needless aggravation. And the, and the point that clients need to understand is needless aggravation that Bob lawyers money. cause costs a lot of money oh, yeah. for the client. Mm -hmm. When someone hands you a hundred pages of interrogatories, two things are going to happen as a result of it. One is it's going to take you a long time to answer them and it's going to cost your client a lot of money. And you are going to hand the other side 101 pages of interrogatories. Because there is a law in the practice of law that says, do unto others. Oh, yeah. Before and, they do unto you. Yes. <laughs> and, or, 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 or reverse. And don't get mad, get, get even. even yeah. That was one of the things that I learned in law school. Anyway, so, to, so I'm going to make up the name of the case to protect the privacy of clients. But we'll call the case Smith versus Smith. Oh, that's original. So, thank you. All thank right. you. Well, is it a divorce? What are we well, talking yeah, about? So What's this going is the on? case. So, <laughs> Medicaid, sure nursing home. Medicaid helps pay the nursing home. And the w one benefit of COVID, all nursing homes became Medicaid nursing homes. So, either, you think they're going to throw you down in some dump. It's the same nursing home, whether on private pay or, or Medicaid. So, the Medicaid rule is this. The married couple house is a protected asset and half of the assets up to $130,000, let's say. Or whatever the court-ordered amount for support is, spousal support or support. The federal government says that a judge can determine that uh, support the spouse at home is entitled to support to take care of herself. So if she spends all the money taking care of her husband, there won't be any money to take care of her. So, so the idea so is So the that support number is any, any number. dollar amount that the so, court so, determines. So in other know. words, back, backing up, if you do nothing and your spouse goes into, into a Medicaid bed, they're gonna take the money that you have in your household, yep. not just the spouses, all the money in the right. household, they're going to leave you with a house and about $130,000. Yeah, so let's say you have 300000 retirement accounts, bank accounts, everything. So 130000 is protected, and then 170000 would go to the nursing home, unless the court orders support. And it's a federal law, and this is the, the thing that just burns my butt. If I apply for Medicaid and we have $131,000, Medicaid says, no, nope, you're over assets, you're denied. That's the rule. They don't about, just back out the $1,000? No, 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 you're over assets until, it doesn't matter until so you, you spend just it. But that's the rule. We go into court, the federal law and the state law says whatever the court ordered support is protected. So there's so no they, spot on the form to put in the support number? There is a spot. But the, the uh, attorney general says, no, no, that's not a fair, that's not right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and explain that a little bit further. I'm, yeah. I'm still not clear. We'll take yeah. a break. We'll be right back. We have a program. We've already developed it and put it in place, and we've been waiting for the rollout for the moratorium to go down. It's called the Eviction Defense Program, the EDP by Thav Gross, and we've developed it and put it in play. But here's the big point, which you were making. 
You're going to get evicted if you're a tenant and you need to get on top of this and you need to defend it and you need to do everything you can to protect your interests. And the last thing that you want to do is do nothing. COVID-19 presents a fight for our personal and business financial survival. You have to make choices. Cash is critical. Do you tap your retirement, home equity line, or run up the credit cards? You need the right plan to avoid being wiped out, and you need it now. You can't rely on the government or banks. Call us. We're the experts in financial crisis. We are here for you and your business in the Great Recession, and we're here for you now. We'll create a plan and get through this together. Thavgross will solve your problem. If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Favgross specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We're Thavgross. Our firm will solve your problem. You're all set to retire. You have your home paid off, money in the bank, and sound investments. But if you're not careful, all the things that you work so hard for can disappear. At Samasco Financial, we'll help you prevent that. We go beyond ordinary asset management. We'll safeguard everything that you have by creating a plan made specifically for you. How much can you afford to lose? Nothing. Protect the people that you love and the things that you have. Call Samasco Financial today. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option. When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt. But you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. You can't work. You have to deal with pain and stress. Worse yet, our system for applying for disability benefits seeks to deny you the benefits you're entitled. Jeff Kirshner is an expert in obtaining disability and workers' compensation benefits for his clients. You need to call Jeff before you apply or after you're denied to get the benefits you deserve. 888-235-HELP. 888-235-HELP. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke and you don't need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Thav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. Worth Thav Gross, our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Thav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Thav Gross today, 888-235-HELP. Okay, we're back. So, kind of explain yeah. that. So, so the, the the underlying unfairness is if the rule says you're a dollar over, you don't get Medicaid. But if I follow the rules and I say I'm a dollar 
doing it my way, Medicaid said that's not fair, it's not proper. So when they say it's not fair, what happens then? Well, what they do is they interjected themselves into our court-ordered support case, which is completely improper. Wait, what court-ordered? So we have to go to court. Explain to me about the court case. We don't get, so how you get support, spousal support, or or you go in. You can't just say, I need to support my spouse, you have to go to court to do this? you go to court and you're not getting divorced. You say, hey, husband's here, wife's at home, uh, we need the money, we want the money to support her for the rest of her lifetime, so the judge orders support. So what kind of case, it's not a it's divorce. It's a family court, it's not divorce, what you never you, get divorced. What, what do you call the complaint? Complaint, complaint for? for spousal support. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just the same philosophy, but you're not getting divorced. I've never so had a client like, get... it's not like a uh, uh, separation or anything? It's a separate maintenance agreement. Is Based okay. on. So all the different names for the but same But you can thing. still be married. Yeah. You don't would, have to plead that you don't want to. Would you like let me other? talk, Ken? Sure, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Judge, yes. hold him in contempt. I'm so the judge. The idea is, well, that's the kind of thing that's going on with the state right now. They're interjecting and interjecting where they're not even allowed to be in here because this is the rules. But what they did, which really got me bummed, is that we have a Medicaid application that we filed in January and they have to approve it or deny it within 45 days. They held it hostage. They were unhappy with the court order. Instead of saying, we deny it, we're not reacting on it. Pause for a second. So you you went into court, you got the the spousal order for support, you then submitted it to Medicaid, and they're supposed to either accept or reject within 45 days, and they just said... Sat on it. And filed a court of appeals case. So we're oh, fighting so it out. they actually filed a court of yes. appeals case? Yeah, so that's the process. So, we so went the who filed a court of appeals case? So we went to court. We got our order for support. When we submitted the order to the Medicaid office, the attorney general came in and said, that's not right, that's not the fair. The state attorney general? Yeah, the state attorney general. Even though it's allowed under the federal law, we won at that level. They appealed it to the court of appeals. That's still pending. But they keep saying that we don't want to act on this order for support, even though they're supposed to do it within 45 days. So wait, they appealed your circuit court or family court order that they weren't a party to? Yes. Within the 21 days? Yes. And they have standing to do that? No, they don't. And that's That's, all I think. That's probably the argument in front of the Court of Appeals. That is the argument. They're not arguing. So are they arguing that they have standing because the state administers the Medicaid program? Is that their argument? They're saying that they're the the 900-pound gorilla. Whatever they say controls and whatever they want to do, they can do, even though all the law is against them. But the problem was they were holding this Medicaid application hostage. So your particular client, the Smiths, don't get so what happens to the Smiths? The nursing home yells at them every time they're walking through the hall. Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's right, my so money? you're not paying. We weren't paying because it's not appropriate. But the, but the nursing home's not evicting them. No, yeah. but they still yell at them. They don't yell at them, but they understand that, hey, we're not getting paid and there's this bill going up. And the attorney general says, we don't care what the bill is. We'll deal with that two years down the line or three years down the line or one year down the line. Does the nursing home that has accepted them as a potential Medicaid client have to keep them there or do they have the right to evict them? No, that's a good thing. They have to keep them there, but it doesn't alleviate the stay-at-home wife's losing sleep every night worrying about it and worrying about it. People don't like getting bills and stuff like that. So last week we appealed their decision not to 
work on the Medicaid application, not approve it or deny it within 45 days. And long story short, they approved our Medicaid application. How did you appeal that? Well, there's a rule in the Medicaid that if you don't uh, act on the Medicaid application within 45 days, that's the attorney, that's the ghost of the attorney general. So if you don't act within 45 days, we can appeal their decision for not acting. Administratively. And administratively. And they fought it and fought it and fought it. And we won all of their trying to delay it and trying to delay so it. So this is on your other cases? Yeah. No, on the current cases. So we force them to act on the Medicaid application. We force them to accept the court order that's in place. And we got Medicaid approved back to January. So, so the only one that's contested is the Smith versus Smith one? No, that's still at the Court of Appeals. They're still saying that that's not an appropriate order and fairness and blah, blah. We're saying they don't have standing. But the answer is that we got Medicaid paid right now in the nursing home now, bill. Are they, gonna are they coming in on every case that you're doing? They're not coming on any of them. They're just looking at this case that as a test case. All right, so you got this case, because you go this route where you're going the separate maintenance in the order. Isn't there also a procedure through the probate yeah. court that something's, how does that work? So how is that different? So it's the same thing as the Medicaid office has to accept an order for support. So the other lawyers in the state of Michigan, they go to probate court. And so if dad's in probate court, he has a number of interested parties. Everybody's fighting over the same bucket of money. Dad, mom, the nursing home, the attorney general, the lawyer, the creditors, everybody under the sum is defined as an interested party under the, the definition. Sure. Kids too, right? Everybody. Yeah. That, so the attorney general has the right to stand there and says, you know what, it's not does mom want the money, you have to prove that mom needs the money, right? There's a lot of hoops you have to jump through. The way we do it is there's, in family court, there's only parties, the husband mom and the and wife. Right. No one's and allowed. A judge, that's it. Well, even the judge has to accept the parties' Agreement. agreements, and everybody's agreeing that this is the appropriate thing that the money should so be there the to take care of it. So are, are, are your, your matters in the family court, these are a uh, consensual agreements between yeah, the parties, parties. Yeah. between mom and maybe mom, dad's power of attorney. Yeah, which is his son or daughter or, or someone because mom would have a conflict of interest. All right, so. we'll go, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to kind of put this whole thing into the big picture of how the Medicaid app works and how people go about a and why they need to get Medicaid to cover yeah. nursing home expenses. Tax problems are major problems. Don't let the IRS levy your wages and seize your assets. There is a solution. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. If you're behind on your taxes and owe money to the IRS, call Thav Gross. We've been solving tax problems for 32 years. We stop wage levies, resolve unfiled returns, and obtain the best possible settlements. Call Favgross today, 888-235-HELP. Is the debt piling up? Struggling to get by? It's all about preserving future income. Bankruptcy is one option. When it's right, it's the least costly, most effective way to save your home, eliminate a second mortgage, and wipe out credit card debt. But you need to address the problem now. We help people with bankruptcy. Call the experts. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. I love you too. 
Bye-bye. That was Jerry. Emma just said her first word. Oh. Jerry says hello and they'll be over soon. Who's Jerry? Is he a friend of yours? No. This Jerry. Our Jerry. This is his wife and their little girl. Carrying too much debt? Resolve your debt. Call Thav Gross. You don't need to be broke and you don't need to hit rock bottom. If you have income and you're struggling with debt, dump it. Think about the next 10 or 20 years. If you do what the banks tell you, you'll have nothing to retire with. There is a solution. Don't waste your future. Call Fav Gross. We're experts at eliminating credit card debt. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. Time for announcements. Want to remind our listeners to watch us every Sunday, 10.30 a.m. on TV20. Remember, you can always come in for a free consultation. We do them via Zoom conferences, teleconference, or in-office uh, with proper social distancing in place during COVID. Just call 888-235-HELP or go online and sign up. Debt issues with Brian, tax issues with Jeff and Brian, estate planning issues with Brian, business issues with myself, elder law issues with Pat, disability issues with Jeff Kirshner. Just come in, request a free consult. We're happy to help you out. We, in, our free consults are not meet and greets. We analyze your problem, we look at it, we come up with the solution that you need to do so you know what the method and process is to solve the problem, what it costs, and what the time frame is. Easiest way is just call us, 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We'll get you in and go over it. We have free reports on the websites, Resolving Tax Problems, The Real Solutions by myself and Jeff Linden, Bankruptcy Is It Right For Me by Brian Small, How to Save Your Home from Foreclosure, Business Formation Loans and Grants for Small Businesses in Detroit and Michigan, and also the Retiree's Guide to Social Security from Pat Samasco. I want to thank our sponsors, Thav Gross, Samasco Law, Kirshner Law. Now back to the show. If you're retired and in a financial crisis, there is a way out. It pains me when I see a retired couple exhaust their savings by paying credit card bills and for a home hopelessly underwater. Thav Gross specializes in helping retired people in financial crisis. You just can't keep paying until you're broke. You need to address the problem now. 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-HELP. We're Thav Gross. Our firm will solve your problem. We have a program. We've already developed it and put it in place, and we've been waiting for the rollout for the moratorium to go down. It's called the Eviction Defense Program, the EDP by Thav Gross, and we've developed it and put it in play. But here's the big point, which you were making. You're going to get evicted if you're a tenant, and you need to get on top of this, and you need to defend it, and you need to do everything you can to protect your interests. And the last thing that you want to do is do nothing. All right, so let's put this a little bit in context, uh, Pat, in terms of Medicaid. So the first thing that causes this process to be triggered is one of the two spouses needs nursing home care, right? Right. And what, what does that run, what does that expense cost typically? Well, so it's about, the average is about 8,500 a month right now. And people say, I can't believe you're doing Medicaid planning. We went to, to everyone should pay their own bill. We went to the, uh, legislature in Lansing and we came up with and we I came up with a five-point thing to help fix the Medicaid budget and all of a sudden they said that's not our problem 
the nursing home association fought it. Everything they, they they didn't. So we went home and said, "You got to protect yourselves. You can't rely so on." What's the, the average stay that you're in? The about thirty-two home? months. All right. So it's a, so thirty-two it's months. Big money. At, at ten thousand dollars a month would be three hundred twenty thousand right. dollars. Yeah. So there's so you definitely have that. And how? What's the likelihood that you're going to end up in a nursing home? A third of us will be in the nursing home. Really? No matter how, no matter what happens. All right. So. So people are we, living longer. They're so not living So people healthier. are faced with that situation. They come to you and they're saying, how do I manage the cost? And your solution is to make them eligible for Medicaid? Yeah. So the idea, the mom comes in and she is just devastated because she has to put her husband in the nursing home, which is the thing that she promised her whole life that she wouldn't do. But she just can't take care of him. And he's walking out the front door. He's incontinent. He's verbally abused. He's physically abused. So number one, she's devastated. Now she thinks she's going to lose every dime of her money. She spends she it all for on her support. Yeah, she needs to take care of her. So we say we can protect every dime of your money. We, look, Mom, we and can protect And that brings every you into dime. this need to go to circuit court in circumstances? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we can do it. One way is going to circuit court and asking for an order of support. And it's allowed under the law if you say, and it's right in there. The dollar amount that's protected is half of the assets up to 130000 or the amount of the order of support. And it's the circuit court or a probate judge has the right to say this order of support is the appropriate amount. And then that way you can increase over that $130,000. Right. Yeah. So what about Jerry the bartender says all you have to do is transfer your assets five years earlier. You can absolutely do that. Well, then why, why, if we listen to Jerry, then what do we need to worry about Which all this? Because transferring to? Be, no, 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 it's not that. You have to do it five years before you're in the nursing home. When so, you go in, Ken. I'm not going in. Well, then that's, see, that's everybody's Medicaid plan. Everybody has a Medicaid plan. I'm never going to the nursing home. And so I don't Nursing homes are there. full of people that are never going to the nursing home. So there's home. no need for me to transfer anything. That's right. And then dying all of a sudden, I am going to the nursing home. Too, Ken, by the way. dying is never a problem. Dying is never, it's you, living. Living and is a problem. Who are you transferring it to five so years So if you, okay, days. again. Married couples, we can protect it immediately. We don't need the five years. This is the problem. Dad doesn't go to the nursing home because mom did a wonderful job taking care of dad. Now she's a single person. He she died. Needs to go. We need five years to protect her money. But the way that we do it, we don't do revocable trust. We use the irrevocable trust. And irrevocable trust protects the money from the nursing home. But we need to do it five years before she's in the nursing home. But the more important thing, a third of us will be in a nursing home, right? How many of us will be exposed to financial exploitation? Mom's got dementia. You're going to hire the nurse to come in to take care of her. The, so the, the caregiver. Oh my God! For the, that. The, the the financial exploitation, the Facebook crooks, right. the telephone have, scammers. One minute left. Of all the documents that we talk about in estate planning, what's the most critical one that you have to make sure mom and dad have so that you can do the planning? Financial you need? power of attorney. And why is that? Because if we don't have that tool, we need to go to probate court and ask the judge permission, and it becomes a total nightmare. You need, a, And it's not just having a power of attorney, because most people have one. It's that paragraph that says, my daughter can do Medicaid planning, my daughter can do transfers, my daughter can go to court, blah, 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 to help protect so the, it. So the point being is, if you have that durable power of attorney in place, and then mom or dad then have dementia and can't act, 
you can have the, the agent on the power of attorney can transfer the assets and you can do the planning you need. Right, exactly. So when will you know the outcome of this circuit court case of the appeal? Uh, two years. All right, well, you're keep, you're, you're, we'll be the first to know, I assume, you will when that be case the first concludes. To know. You'll be the first, unless I'm in the nursery home. Pat, thanks for bringing <laughs> us up to speed on it. We wish you luck in the pursuit. You're working out for all of us. Everybody have a great week. We'll be back next week with Juan Reality.